Good morning. My name is Crystal Hall, and I want to welcome you to the fifth episode of Overcomers. I have some really exciting news that I want to share with everyone. Um, earlier this week, I submitted my podcast to a few online um, podcast players. And so I submitted it to Google Play and Stitcher and iTunes. And yesterday I was approved for both Google Play and Stitcher. So if you have either one of those podcast um players, you can certainly find me on there and start listening to me from there. Still waiting for the approval from iTunes. I will let you know when that happens. I also want to let you know that I have created a group that's called Overcomers with Crystal. So make sure if you're on Facebook to find me on Facebook and go ahead and join the group. I do have a couple of questions for screening purposes, but you know, once you fill out those questions, I will approve you, you know, and make sure you let me know, hey, I found you from listening to the podcast. That would be great. And then finally, you might notice that maybe I sound a little bit better from my earlier podcast. I do finally have my new mic set up. And so I'm hoping that it helps me sound a little bit more professional and that it prevents any of the background noises that were prevalent in my earlier podcast. I'm also looking at adding some music to the beginning and the end. You know, this is a one person production. I am recording, editing, and you know, doing what I can in order to help people out there who are going through this journey. Again, a journey that none of us expected to be on, but here we are and all we can do is take each day and do our best in order to move forward. So today's podcast is going to be about, you know, what are things you can do? What are some tips that I want to give people again who are just on this journey or maybe a couple months into the journey and you just didn't think of these things? So these are, there are eight tips and what I will do is once I go through through the tips, then I will restate them. Hopefully, if you are listening to this somewhere, you can write these down. Um, so yeah, these are my tips. And again, if you have additional tips for folks, maybe you'll feel like you can share them on the Facebook group. So let's get going. So the first, I think the most essential tip is as soon as possible after that particular bomb is dropped on you. I really think it's important to find an attorney. You may not get divorced, okay? That was my intent when I found my attorney. When I first contacted her, my idea was I simply needed to know in order to best prepare myself in case my marriage ended sooner than I wanted it to end. And, you know, I did it for that reason, but I also did it because I was hoping it would kind of be a wake-up call to my then-husband. I reached out to through my work and was able to find an attorney that sat down with me and said, Hey, this is, this is what the process looks like. These are the things that you need to take into a, to, um, account in order to best protect yourself. And that was essential for me because then I knew 
going forward what I could expect at the very end of it. And I also knew how to make sure that things weren't going to happen during the time that I was trying to work on my marriage that could leave me in a worst in a worse place afterwards. Find an attorney. Attorneys most often will give you 30 minutes to an hour of free consultation time. You do not need to pay anything generally up front. Um, actually, I would say if somebody expects you to pay up front, then that's probably not the attorney that you want to go to. Check with friends, check with family, who has maybe gone through a divorce um, in order to get some recommendations. If you've worked with an attorney, maybe you worked with an attorney on, um, I don't know, a personal injury or a real estate transaction, something like that. They might have some references for you as well. So that would be my first and I would say number one recommendation is to contact an attorney as soon as possible. My second recommendation is to check any joint accounts that you have. This includes checking and savings accounts as well as credit cards accounts. That's important because again you want to make sure that your spouse is not doing anything that is going to hook you financially if there is a divorce or maybe Maybe take money that they should not be taking. If you have, you know, like a joint savings account, you want to make sure that you know exactly what's in there um, and, you know, make sure you monitor it because, you know, anything that's essentially acquired during the marriage, most often both people are entitled to. So that would be my second recommendation. My third one is write down all of your assets. Any assets that you acquired prior to the beginning of the marriage typically are yours, meaning that they cannot be used in order, you know, basically in a divorce settlement. And I say typically because, you know, everybody's situation is a little bit different. Anything acquired during the marriage typically is 50-50 depending upon where you live. I live in California. And so that's basically what the law here is in California. Likewise, any debt that's acquired during the marriage is also split 50-50 most often. And again, you know, part of what a divorce settlement is, is figuring out how you're not only going to split the assets, but also split the debt. So I would write down all of your assets. Um, so make sure again, that you look at, you know, savings accounts, what are your retirement accounts? What are his retirement accounts? Anything that, um, are, are considered assets. What, if you have a home, you, what's the value of the home? So that you have a really clear picture of, of your financials. So that would be the third recommendation. My fourth recommendation is make a list of everything you want. Um, in a divorce settlement. So again, all of your assets that you have, how do you, how do you want that divvied up? Um, any furniture, jewelry, you know, everything that you can think of that you might have to split once the divorce, um, is finalized. I get that there might be some people out there that don't even want to think about divorce, especially if this is very new and raw to you. But I am asking that you set that aside in order to best protect yourself. And that's really the reason for today's podcast is I I really want you to look out for number one, which is you. My next tip 
is to find a therapist who has special training in trauma therapy. If this is something that is completely unexpected to you, you need to find somebody that knows how to help you through this trauma. And it is a trauma. Don't let anybody out there tell you that it isn't. Abandonment is something that leaves you um, with scars that you never knew existed. So make sure that you find a therapist. And what I did when I found my therapist that I'm working with now is um, I actually did some Google research. You know, I went on, on, on Google and then I found some names and then I went to Yelp to kind of see what the reviews were. And then, you know, I actually set up an appointment with her. And the nice thing about my particular therapist is that that first appointment was a consultation. We figured out during that first session on whether or not she could work with me or if I could work with her. And that's part of the reason why I love her so much is that she really wanted to make sure it was a good good fit for both of us. And so that would be my next tip. I would say the, um, I think this is tip number six is to find your people. Find people that are going to support you through this. Who are those who are going to be willing to hold your hand through this journey? That are going to be willing to take your crazy text messages at three o'clock in the morning or phone calls. Who are maybe at times going to be able to speak a little bit of tough love to you. I mentioned my cousin, I think in the first podcast, you know, during the early parts of this, um, I really wasn't open to listening to too much criticism of my now ex-husband because the person that I was dealing with at that time definitely was not the person I'd been married to for over three decades. So I would tell her, I would tell Leah, this is what he did. Or this is what he said. And I would then at times kind of justify it. Oh, well, he's really struggling or, you know, things are tough with him at work. And she would, you know, say in the gentle, kind way that she has, um, that's bullshit. You know, you would not put up with this from somebody else. You know, and, she, and again, she wouldn't say those words exactly. And, you know, she would say it kind of in a tough love way. And at the time... There were times where I wasn't necessarily open to hearing that particular message, but it definitely gave me time to kind of think about what she said. You know, she's somebody that I trust and respect immensely. And so having her there really helped me, I think, later put some things into perspective. So find your people. Um, another way of finding your people I mentioned before is, you know, look to Facebook. There are definitely a whole bunch of different groups out there, um, that are not only for women or men who have gone through situations like, um, we have gone through in the runaway husbands group, but you know, women, um, who have gone through it. And so I've, I've joined groups that I joined groups early on where women have already gone through the divorce um, in order to kind of help me get get some perspective on what potentially 
my future looked like. And so again, Facebook groups can be really, really helpful. Another uh, resource that I turn to is Meetup. When I moved to the area that I'm in now, um, I really didn't know anybody other than through work. I went looking for some meetup groups, meetup groups that um, catered to women who were looking for friendships with other women. I've again, have been able to meet a couple of really great women and we go out and we do stuff. We, you know, go out to dinner and we go out to the movies and, you know, now that it's uh, getting warm again, I'm sure we're going to do some summer fun stuff. That's been really helpful because now I have, I have friends, you know, that I can turn to. Then finally, you know, I never tried this particular one, but I've heard great things. Um, it's called Divorce Care and it is a, um, I, I believe it's a Christian based, um, divorce support. So if you are somebody who is a Christian and you are looking through help and support, um, through the use of the, uh, you know, the Bible and the church, you might want to turn to divorce care. Again, I've not been through it, but I have heard some pretty great things about um, that group. The next thing, the seventh tip is if you're at the beginning of this and your spouse really isn't sure whether or not they want a divorce, um, that was kind of like where my spouse was at, even though he said he thought the marriage was done. For several months afterwards, he kind of had one foot in the door and one foot out the door. I gave myself a time limit and I I said in my head, I'm like, I'm going to give this six months. And if I don't see a concerted effort on his part in order to do what he can to save this marriage, then I had to reevaluate um, what I wanted to do moving forward. I knew that I would not be able to put up with years of this type of behavior. There are some women and men, I guess, who can do that. But for my own sanity, I needed to put a time limit. You know, essentially when I asked him or I told him that he could have the divorce, it was right about five or six months into it. And, you know, part of that was because I just didn't see the changes on his behalf that I needed to see. You know, marriage requires two people to make it work. And if you're doing all the work, then he, that person is the one that's benefiting from it, from all your hard work. And it really needs to be a mutual thing. And so for me, put a time limit, tell yourself, I'm going to give, I'm going to give this seven months, six months, eight months, whatever it is, whatever you feel comfortable with. And this is your time limit. And it's a time limit to where at the end of it, you can reevaluate and determine what your next steps are. I think it kind of helps you take your power back also when you set a time limit for yourself. If not one that you need to share with that person, this is for you in order to, you know, as another act of self-care and again, another act of empowerment. Then, you know, one of the things that um, I do still now is I'm on Instagram and I belong to Facebook, obviously, and I Anytime there is a meme that speaks to me, it can be a funny meme, it could be a serious meme, anything that helps me through this process, I save on my phone. There are times where I just kind of, if I'm feeling down or whatever, I will look at these memes in order to put things into perspective or lift me up um, in some way. My eight tips, number one is find an attorney, check your joint accounts, write down your assets, make a list of everything you want if divorce happens. 
find a therapist with experience in trauma therapy. Find your people. That could be through Facebook groups, meetups, um, or divorce care, or your immediate circle of um, family and friends. Give yourself a time limit. Start saving those positive or funny memes who are going to help you in the times where you're really struggling with things. I want to I want to close today um, with a quote that I think really speaks to people who are on this journey. The quote is by Lauren Eden, and it goes like this: Sometimes we are just the collateral damage in someone else's war against themselves. I think that's really important, um, especially for women or men who are being told that the end of the marriage is their fault. It is not your fault. Again, like I said earlier, it takes two. Nobody is perfect. Nobody should expect you to be perfect. If they are doing things that are destructive, which includes dipping outside the marriage, that's a reflection on them and their own damage. And it is not a reflection on you. So please keep that in mind. You can find me as I close. The places that you can find me are on my blog. It's called it's never too late to try.com. There you're going to see some of the essays I've written as well as, um, as a couple of poems. You can also find me on Instagram and my Instagram, um, handle is I am crystal hall. First name spelled C H R I S T A L. Um, and then also, like I said, I have created a Facebook group called Overcomers with Crystal. I hope that you'll join me there. And I really do hope that you have found today's episode and previous episodes helpful. And if you did, I would love to, you know, to re- maybe receive an email or a comment in the Facebook group. If you want to email me, my email address is mscrystal.com hall at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and please have a great day.